0: You're listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Gunner Kennels, Onyx Hunt, Nastra, and Anukshuk Professional Dog Food. And today you're listening to episode 91 with Ben Bredigan from Onyx Hunt. I want to welcome and thank my newest sponsor, Nastra, the National Shoot to Retrieve Association for being a sponsor of this podcast. Super proud to be uh, connected with Nastra. It's been a field trial game I have loved for many years. Nastra has been a premier walking field trial organization since 1978 with 31 regions across the continental U.S. and Canada, hosting over 800 trials per year. If you're looking for a fun family oriented field trial association or organization for you and your dog nastra is the place to be all pointing breeds are welcome and nastra has a unique amateur program to help teach and coach new handlers as they get started in their field trial career if you are looking to extend your hunting season learn new things and make new friends along the way this is the place to be. Check out nastra.org. That's nstr dot to find a region close to you and follow along on social media, Facebook and Instagram. I'm also proud to welcome Gunner Kennels as one of the newer sponsors of the podcast as well. Gunner Kennels, the best kennel on the market today. Man's best friend deserves man's best kennel. You know I've tried every single kennel brand on the market, all the big brands, tried them all, personally use them and Gunner Kennels is where I have landed. It is the safest, toughest kennel out there on the market. They have everything you need from accessories, all weather kits, food bowls, food crates, You name it. uh, They're going to hook you up and make it last (laughs) in the Gunner way. They over-engineer every single thing, and I love it. Uh, Check out GunnerKennels.com. I just picked up the new Food Crate 30. It is a perfect size, perfect size for those quick weekend hunts, three, four-day hunt, um, where you don't need to lug around the full Food Crate. Um, So Food Crate 30 is a really, really sweet deal. Um, So check them out, Gunner.com. You won't regret it. Anook shook professional dog food speaking of food crates with the gunner segment uh anook shook you, you better take a, a full bag of anook and put it in that food crate 30 from gunner perfect match uh anook pro guys it has been the best food i have fed my dogs uh, again i've tried personally not personally i have not tried the food but my dogs have <laughs> god this this went sideways um but a nook shook it's been um a super high dense uh formula that i trust i believe in i've seen the results i've seen my dogs on some other foods where i've needed to feed them a ton of food to keep uh, their energy up and uh, keep them going on those harder longer hunts early season late season uh since switching to a nook shook, i've never had an issue uh, with my dogs uh, uh Endurance uh, on longer hunts, and it's just been a really high quality food. I love the company, um, run by really good people. So, check out anookshookpro.com. Uh, my dogs are on the 2616 right now in the summer, and as we roll into September, I will switch them back to the 3025. Uh, great formula, anookshookpro.com. Onex Hunt. If you don't have it downloaded on your phone right now, I would encourage you hit pause, go download Onyx, sign up for a subscription. Rookie 20 is going to save you 20% off your yearly membership to Onyx Hunt. Guys, it is a necessity. It is, it is no longer a, a tool that you might need to have. Onyx Hunt, I believe, is a, is a, a digital mapping software system that every hunter should have. E- every hunter. Um, being able to carry that with you um, pre-season during season during a hunt to know exactly where you stand on public or private land who owns what where can you go identifying different um, land types, crop types, tree species, you name it. Onyx Hunt is uh, one of the, just a necessity. I believe a necessity to every uh, hunter, whether you're big game, a waterfowl, upland. I think it really shines in the upland space, though, being able to um, hunt public land and know exactly where that land is. Um, that was a big um, struggle for me getting into upland hunting was just knowing where I could hunt. Well, since I started using Onyx, it opened up a whole new world um, and thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of publicly accessible land. So check out onyxhunt.com. Get signed up as we head into season. What's going on everyone? Welcome back to the Upland Rookie Podcast. I'm your host Will Larson and coming to you from the old garage studio here in late July and pumped to be back with you for another one. I got my buddy Ben Bredigan on from Onyx Hunt today. Uh, We unpack a lot more uh, of course about Onyx Hunt, uh, how to use the app, some new features coming down the pipeline that'll really help Upland bird hunters. Uh, We also catch up on life. How's Ben been doing, his family, his dogs, Uh, Did he add a dog recently? Uh, We unpacked that a whole bunch more, and so I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation between Ben Bredigan and myself. Uh, Other than that, we have a a cool giveaway happening over at patreon.com. Make sure you're signed up as a Patreon patron and uh, be entered into the giveaway. We've got a couple of the brand new Gunner Bumpers. Uh, I got four of them here in my garage, and I'm going to be giving away four of those on the Patreon page to four people who are signed up uh, as supporters. So if you're not signed up already, head over to patreon.com slash, it might be backslash or forward slash, I'm not sure. It's one of the slashes, patreon.com, something slash the Upland Rookie Podcast. Uh, become a supporter today, and I will pick four lucky winners and be sending you a Upland Rookie hat as well as the brand new Gunner bumper. Um, man, this this bumper is super cool. Um, it's super durable. I mean, everything Gunner puts out, whether it's the food crate, their kennels, their uh, their kennel mats, accessories, fan kits, all that stuff. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get with Gunner. You kind of know the level of quality, the build, the engineering, all that good stuff. And Gunner has knocked it out of the park once again with a bumper. And so, um, that, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's a scent cavity in the middle. You can stuff feathers in for scent drags. Um, it's high quality. Has a really nice, um, I don't know what you call it, a toss, a, str- a toss strap no it doesn't sound right they, they have the, the handle on the bumper um, super comfortable you can whip that thing pretty far um, so overall it's just a really really well-designed bumper um, check them out it's like 30 bucks on gunner.com um, get over there um, or if you want to try to win one because I got four of them so you got four chances to win head over five bucks a month patreon.com become a supporter today and uh, I'll draw some names uh, I'll give it a couple days Today is Monday, the thirty-first of July. I will give it until, I'll give it until like Friday. So Friday before then, get signed up uh, as a Patreon supporter, and I'll uh, I'll contact the winner and get those sent out to you. So check those out. Um, other than that, I mean, I think we're all looking forward to season right now. i um, been rode dogs on my bike. Um, always a highlight. Uh, I, I love the time with the dogs, getting them on the bike, getting them conditioned. Um, and so I, I've been seeing quite a few of you out there as well, uh, getting dogs on your bike, uh, ATVs, just letting them run. I think that's awesome. Uh, super important to, I think, get dogs conditioned um, conditioned well too, not just endurance, but their pads, their muscles, their joints, all the good stuff. And so keep that up. And I've been, I've been rocking the dogs. It just started raining right now. So I was going to go rode them after I record this but we'll see if the rain lets up uh, because I don't want to bike a dog in the rain. (laughs) It sounds like a disaster waiting to happen so anyways. um, Hey we're going to keep this somewhat short and dive right into the interview. Uh, I know that's what you're here for and so I hope you enjoy episode 91. Okay got that got that save and okay cool cool. Awesome, man. I like your little uh little shotgun collection behind you.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm missing a few <laughs> right now. I got a few seconds to at work. But
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Have you been shooting the uh, – did you get an Upland Gun Company did. In last year?
1: I did, yes. Okay. I got uh, the S – I think it's the SKS or something like that, the 20-gauge. Side-by-side? By side? No, this guy right here. Oh, over. Over, over, oh, under. Sick. So 20-gauge. got Annie on the bottom, so it's yeah. pretty cool. And then I've got another one that should – come here any day now i would think a 28 over under so oh nice yeah right on. i don't know Have are you, been... you a, are you a crooked barrel guy or are you like the stacked barrel
0: uh i, I stack barrels
1: okay good Yeah, i've never really <laughs>
0: i've never even shot a side by side really a, I, I've, I've held one you know here and there but i've uh, I've never had the opportunity to shoot one yet um would like to see what it's like but i just i don't know this is it, is it different? Have you, it is, yeah,
1: it's definitely different. And, and I don't know, like after I shoot one long enough, like it's fine. I can shoot yeah. well with it, but it takes a, a little bit to getting used to, especially like the double trigger thing. Like can't oh, tell me yeah. how many times I've pulled that front trigger. Like what? Like it's broken. And then it's like, Oh no, it's not broken.
0: <laughs> it, it's even with your, like with, again, I know it's a shotgun. You can, you kind of just point and shoot, but it's kind of mess with your, I don't know the lead time. I don't the know. The sight picture have... is different. It, it yeah, it did. Like the sight
1: picture is just way different. So it definitely screws with you. Yeah. And I just mostly I like to make fun of people that shoot side by sides because I don't.
0: <laughs> it's always fun to poke poke fun at something. Yeah,
1: exactly right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, with the this is so dumb. With a double trigger again, never shot a double trigger. Do you have to so? And people can see this on video, I know, but double trigger. Yeah. So you pull the first one and then yep. take your finger out and put it back in the second one. Pretty much. It, it
1: ends up like the, the action ends up being like more of a slide, like pull the f- front one. And then your finger just kind of slides off and kind of s- slides to the second and, and okay. slaps it. So it's, yeah, it's not like a, like a very distinct, like pull, move pull out, pull. It's
0: like back in. It,
1: <laughs> and really like you can like follow up shots, like gross hunting and stuff. Yeah. You can almost shoot. I would, I would think the same, same speed as you would with a single trigger, pretty much. Yeah. So. That's awesome. But That's just awesome. takes used to get, take some time to get used to. So.
0: Yeah. So that. Uh, so I know you're getting a 28 gauge uh, up on Gun Company. Is your first one? You said a 20 or 28? 20 20, 20. 20. 20. Okay. Okay. I knew you were a. I knew you were like a 20ish kind of guy.
1: Yeah, and okay. I didn't. Uh, yeah, because the 20 is just you know just a good over all around cal or not caliber gauge i've been talking too many rifles lately um but yeah so you know i wanted something i could grouse hunt with pheasant hunt with do whatever but after having this one it's like the custom fit deal is it's it's a big big deal like i didn't realize it until you know you pull this one up and and you're like oh i don't know if you know you got these bad swing thoughts in your head like "Ah, i'm not gonna hit this one and like all of a sudden you just start hitting more of them shots that you wouldn't think you'd hit so
0: really wow i'm a believer yeah that's cool is it hard now so so once you've shot the the custom fit for a while is it hard now to go back to a traditional standard fit or have you noticed any difference
1: so i don't notice like anything the thing is i think you get used to like there's some guns that you know you shoot long enough you get used to just how they feel right Mm -hmm. and your mind makes your mind makes subliminal changes to your posture, your grip, your head position, to to make it work for itself, right? Sure. So it, actually, it was a little bit of a learning curve shooting a custom fit gun. Oh. Because it's it, you you go up and mount your gun, and then you know when I got fit, he's like, you just mount your gun, acquire the target, and shoot. And otherwise, like. Otherwise, like you get on the gun and you, you know, you can't your head or you push your face into it a little bit yeah. more. And that, that's your body correcting for it Other not things. fitting, right? So it's yeah. like you have to just even get more instinctual or it's like pull up, wow. see the target, shoot, and and not try to make these little corrections. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Wow. And is, is that is that gun fitting process? Is that pretty is there any technology involved like camera work or is, or is, are they just watching you seeing your kind of how you mount your natural body movement or what's that process? like? Yeah.
1: So it's, it's, they use a, a it's called a tri gun where essentially it's got adjustability like the cast and the drop and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And you, he'll, and these guys a lot, well, the Dell Whitman is the one that fitted me and he's been doing it for, for many, many years. And so he can like look at you and say, all right, get the gun in the right place. And then you pull up, shoot, like, you know, you, you're, you you're staring at the the dot on this big piece of steel or whatever. You sure. pull up, shoot at maybe, I don't know, 10 yards or something like that. And you'll see your impact. Hmm. It might be bottom right. And then he tweaks on the try gun a little bit. Okay. So a lot of trial again, and just
0: adjust a little
1: closer. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. Cause obviously everyone's different. Like the funny thing <laughs> is Del told me he's like well you have long arms and no neck it's like hmm like I don't know if I should be (laughs) offended I I don't
0: know I don't know how I would take that
1: I know it's like (laughs) I I, like I I know you're not being mean but like I like I don't know it just
0: he's just uh (laughs) he's just saying how it is I guess
1: yeah so anyways it it was a fun experience and and the the, the other cool thing is like even if you go and you're not going to build a custom gun yeah like to To get fitted and then you can go look up like, you know, factory guns. Yeah. And, and a lot of them, like some factory guns. When you can see what's
0: close, maybe. Yep. What's a little bit like,
1: for example, like Beretta for me doesn't fit as well as Benelli does. So, um, yeah.
0: Everything's going to be a little bit different. Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Th- last, last question. This is not an Upland gun company episode, but, uh, <laughs> last question. Um, you'll know, say someone, cause you have to go, is it up to Minnesota to get fitted or where, where do you have to go to? So that's kind of state?
1: So that's where it started, but now they're doing gun fittings really all over the country. Um, Dell has been traveling around and they've got a few more people on board. So that I know they've had, you know, they've got a number of fittings in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, okay. Georgia. Um, Texas okay so they're
0: expanding a little bit
1: yep yeah quite a bit now so that's awesome yeah and, and then the other nice thing is like if you say hey I want to get one and and there's you know they're like well where do I get fit you don't have to travel to Minnesota between the you know the, uh, the Upland Gun Company folks and and what Dell is doing like they will find you somebody in your in your area to to fit oh, right for out yourself
0: that's awesome
1: that's yeah awesome.
0: No, it's, it was a really yeah. cool experience so i bet man that's awesome i um when i picked up um so i shot a, a franke instinct lx mm-hmm. for a long time and then when i was going to pick up another gun so i picked up a browning uh satori last year nice. and I, I basically was kind of looking at like i was trying to find the uh, another over under that had the same specs as the franke sure and this this white lightning had pretty much the identical specs to the uh the franke and so i was like well, perfect, perfect in it's what gauge did you end up getting 20 i have 20 in both of them nice so yeah. what what are your thoughts comparing the two what um so the, the brownie's a little heavier for sure yeah. um and then the, there's just that thing like i shoot the Franke better <laughs> and now it's because of longevity yeah. i've shot it longer um but the only real difference i can i can see is weight it, the brownie's just a little bit heavier i mean it's a nice gun the wood's a lot nicer which which i like and so i don't yeah. know if it's more of a more of a mental thing. I'm just, I just got to get over. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely shoot the Franke better, but well, I mean, the white lightning has been very nice quality gun, but I has gotta, I gotta shoot it a little bit more.
1: Interesting. Yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's fun. Cause like there's certain guns like that. You can't, you won't be able to see it in the episode, but at that, yeah. that camo gun back there is a, uh, brown and gold. And I, sh- that's a gun I shot for okay 15 years when I did, you know, mostly waterfall stuff. And i put, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds of cases through that. And it's like that gun I just shoot really well, probably just because you know, right? You know how it feels, it fits right. Your body knows how to adjust to the stock and whatnot. So, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, Ben, super, uh, super glad to uh, catch up with you again on the podcast, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for jumping on here. I know it's been a little while since uh, we've caught up and so it's fun to have you back on, man.
1: Oh, I appreciate you having me. I always love, always love the conversation. So thank you very much.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, well, since it's been a little bit since we've talked, why don't you catch us up a little bit on uh, catch us up a little bit on last season, and then we'll move towards the future a little bit. Um, sure. I know you did a lot of hunting last year, you did a couple couple big trips. Talk about some of the highlights from last season, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. And I think you added a dog this year. Is that correct? I did. I okay did. okay well what? i'm sure we'll For get sure we'll get into that so yes
1: yes exactly
0: <laughs> yeah were some more some highlights last year man
1: and last year was a great year all around like it just felt like bird numbers across the country were pretty dang stellar like everywhere from the you know the north woods here the great lakes um down to i mean arizona and, and desert birds all the way out to chucker people were just talking about it being a, a banner year and that's man, that's what i really saw outside of outside of kind of that Kansas area Kansas pheasant mm-hmm. quail deal that was a little rougher but otherwise like bird numbers were just they were up and it made for a great year I don't know if that's kind of what you saw as well
0: yeah uh, yeah and Nebraska was a little bit tough last year yeah. um, again kind of that Nebraska Kansas area um, again I heard the same thing about Kansas that was a, was a kind of a tough year um, but again from what I heard I didn't I didn't make a big trip up north uh, this year or this past season. I'm hoping to this year, but, um, yeah, the grouse here in Colorado were were phenomenal. And then, um, yeah, I think it was a good year. And I think this year with some of the moisture I've I've been hearing about, some of the moisture that we've gotten even here in Colorado and in the surrounding States, um, I think it could make for a even better year possibly.
1: And with the mountain grouse, I've never actually hunted mountain grouse and you know, whether, well, I mean, they're still ruffies and blues yeah. and spruce, whatever. But like, do you see the fluctuations in population, or do they stay pretty consistent?
0: Um, so I'll be honest with you, I, I hunted them hard three years in a row, um, and then last year was the first year I got, I kind of figured them out, kind of figured okay. out the elevation because they they quite migrate. Um, so last year, I, I it was an awesome year for them. I got into them thick uh, every time I went out. Uh, we had a blast with them, and so it was again, numbers. What I saw physically were were phenomenal. Um, now what could I compare that to for mountain grouse? Right. It's more of a function of, of you've gotten better. Dogs have gotten better. You figured it out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see this year. I mean, we'll see if it's, if it changes, if it's different. Uh, I had a couple spots I hit last year, uh, kind of rotated between a few. Um, so we'll, we'll go back to those spots again and see, okay, are they there? Are they not? Um, I was able to get pretty detailed last year too. Uh, I know, I know we'll get into Onyx in a little bit here, but yeah. I did the a little bit better job of like grouping my, like using folders and things like that for some of the pins. And so, um, I'm not as like scattered with my, <laughs> with my, with my maps. Yeah. It was, it was a disaster last year or a couple years ago, man. I had pins galore, just yeah. not organized. <laughs> yeah. And you're going back like, what did I do
1: here? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, wait, that was, uh, that was this, oh
0: yeah and then this yeah. oh
1: yeah i never hunted this one i don't know why this pin is here. or
0: or i would just yeah i would drop pins before and not like no notes no title no color no Red icon like everywhere nothing. so i was like crap why did i put this down there yeah no, so it definitely I, got I better than that
1: oh that's fun i know but um yeah i mean last year last year was great um out on the prairies the 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 sharpies were was, sorry real quick was
0: last year the year you spent like a month up north that the, was a year before year prior. Okay.
1: Two years ago. Yep. Okay. Last year I didn't spend as much time. So we, I've got a, a daughter who is, she just turned one actually last week. So, oh heck yeah. so she was born at the end of July. So I, my trip was cut a little short just wanting to be around and whatnot. Sure. So I think I spent 10 days out there last year okay. um, and it was great. Bird numbers were awesome. They had some moisture. So the grass looked great. Um, yeah. yeah n- no complaints at all. Uh, So that was a good, that was always a fun start to the season. I always love that. And then from there, uh, and again, like similar to your point about mountain grouse, uh, I don't know if, if dogs got better. I know the dogs got better, but hunting grouse up, up in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. um, And and I shouldn't say that because across the board, it it was a pretty fantastic year for grouse. Yeah. Um, But really it was fun to see, you know, Amos is, two and a half now. So he was, you know, that was a second season. Sure. And he just, it's, it starts to click. Turn, turn it on. Yeah. That's yeah. a fun,
0: that's a fun corner to turn with the dog when it's the first season behind you and them. Yeah. And then you get to look forward and go, okay, this is round two now.
1: Yeah. And this is, you know, this, you can start to see some of that work come together. And um, so that was really fun. I'm excited for this year just cause I've seen him last year. He was, he had his skills had improved like he he understood the game a little bit more but going now from last season to this season it's fun to see him like i can see the mental maturity and mm-hmm. the understanding a little bit better um just just even like some of these preseason runs we've been doing it's like okay i think he's i, I wouldn't say he's calmed down at all but he's calmed down a little bit like it's not so like yeah wired frazzled like oh, i just gotta go all the time it's like, okay. like you said mental
0: mental maturity really it's, it's yeah. the dog developing and yeah kind of setting into their i don't know i don't want to call it calm but kind of their calmness and like okay here's here's the job i'm gonna you know go into it a little bit differently
1: yeah yeah like you know you watch a dog on point and they're just like quivering and shaking and like oh my god and they're you know not not <laughs> yeah. uh, not
0: as much not, not as, as much, much as you
1: <laughs> that's always like reassuring before it's like you're sitting yeah. there with a like sitting there with the, uh, the collar, like, okay, you move. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: So. Exactly. Did you guys, uh, did you guys make it down South to Arizona for quail doll or? I did. Yep. I
1: did. I, I spent a couple weeks down there and, um, actually, uh, some, some time in New Mexico and oh, then nice. I did hop over to Arizona, but, um, it was, that was so much fun. I'd never hunted scalies before.
0: I was going to say that was a, probably a new game for you guys, right?
1: It was. So I'd, I'd been down and, and done the Merns deal gambles a little bit, um, but had never done scalies. And honestly, like they, everyone else can have the other ones. Like scalies were, that was so much fun. And we right. found the area that we hunted, it was, it was the right terrain and it was the right uh, cover. Okay. So while they did run, like they went, they'd, they mostly hole up within a hundred yards of where we first made contact. Right. So it wasn't, you know, some areas that we hunted them, it was like the creosote flats where it was just, I mean, it, it, it was like a racetrack, right? Okay. Like, there's nothing to just, hold those birds. They're just gone. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that, that's fun. There's a lot of birds down there, but you'd never get them to hold. Sure. So. Uh, when we found those scalies and that, you know, is a giant area that I'm sure the whole thing is filled with them. Sure. Um, but that was, it, that was a riot.
0: Did it take, uh, did it take Amos to, a little while to figure them out? Cause that was, I mean, again, new, new species for him.
1: Yeah. I, you know, not really. Cause that I would, I would group them very closely to what pheasants do, but honestly a little bit better behaved and obviously mm-hmm. a lot more scent. Sure. Um, And he really can't, the the other thing with that is like, you know, when you are, he's not a very cautious dog. Like he's not a tracking dog. He's a true scent dog. So like he's going to run hard, stop and working on like, okay, after you make contact, let's be a little easier. But with the scalies, it's like, there's a lot of scent. You don't know. It's same thing with pheasants. Like you don't know when they're going to stop. Dogs got to learn how far they can push them. But um, it was nice, really nice to have a dog that's, you know that it will stop to flush because a lot of the times like one or two birds would get up and he'd stop oh. and then you could get up there and all of a sudden then, then 30 birds get up oh geez okay so um but i had a blast doing that uh it was the train was so cool where you could you know you could watch a dog roll five six hundred yards wow. and yeah it was it was pretty pretty unique so that sounds awesome yes that's great, yeah.
0: man. And then, uh, did you get out for chuckered at all this year or have you I did first time yeah.
1: for chucker. Nice. Okay. It was, a, it was a big first time for, yeah. Big first time for a lot of species. So I so cool. uh, made a trip out to Oregon and hunted Valley quail, chucker, and mountain quail. Oh, heck yeah. And, uh, the chucker that was by far my favorite, um, really? mount, mountain quail, if I never do it again, it was, it was super fun to experience. Yeah, yeah.
0: Great did, did they hunting. kick, did they kick your butt? We,
1: we, yeah, I mean, they, they did. We, we ended up getting into, I think like three coveys, but it was, it, it had snowed up in the mountains where we were hunting them and okay. it was sloppy. And to be honest, like, and I know that you can hunt them in some areas that are different, but where we hunted <laughs> them, it was like big log, logging country, steep, like, think of like West coast rainforest oh, Okay. Like. So with all the logging, like there is like, you were walking on essentially slash. Oh wow. Like you were still under, you know, timber, but they must've sure. like select cut when they were younger. Okay. So it was like, you'd walk, walk, walk. And then all of a sudden fall up to your knees and mm. down through the branches. <laughs> and, and, and then poor dogs, like it made it hard for dog work. Um, and then the birds, like they, they naturally would gravitate to roads, right? Cause they don't like running sure. over I mean, they, they spend most of their time walking around, so they'd gravitate sure. to the roads and like uh, the banks where they would cut through roads. So they go get into gravel and seeds mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, it, and the birds hands down, probably the prettiest quail mm. out there, like oh, definitely cooler than murns. Yeah. Um, But the hunting was like, meh.
0: Yeah. It's just, just not the experience that you were.
1: Yeah. And it was a hard, hard, hard one for dog work. And that's, you know, for, for both of us, right? Like that's that's what, what I appreciate at least. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Uh, Chucker, that was, yeah. was that? Oh man. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Unless you want (laughs) to keep doing it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I keep hearing that man. Uh, did you, I mean, be honest here. Do you do any Chucker training for yourself? Do you, you get yourself, fit
1: i am you know if you've ever seen a picture of me on the internet at five foot nine and like 190 pounds i am i am in peak physical condition
0: peak peak yeah. ben i
1: get i mean these love handles here i do that not not for they actually
0: help for trucker hunting
1: yeah and it's nice because I, I do it so i can put my you know my final rise vest on my on my love handles and it sits there nice
0: <laughs> just so, the way matt designed it yeah just exactly the way he designed it.
1: yeah matt like soaking wet like 110 <laughs> pounds and exactly right? just jacked yeah no so oh. i you know the thing is is uh at that point i had probably already been hunting for 60 days at that point so um i'd, I'd walked enough where you know i was in i was you're, in you're in, decent. In, but yeah. I, I did not do any mountain training, okay. and the spots we hunted actually it was kind of nice. I mean, I didn't. I got a, the true chucker experience, but not like the Hell's Canyon where you're just getting your butt whooped. We had a, a one spot that we we spent a day on that you actually started on the top. Okay, and that's what I'm about. Starting on the <laughs> top is expo.
0: and work your way down, right, or just yeah, along or the top, just side
1: hill. You just side <laughs> hill at the top. So that was nice. And then we did one day where it, it was, you know, it was, it wasn't, I mean, by chucker standards, like people would laugh at me, but, um, yeah, we had, we hiked up through this big Canyon and then we got to, it it was this kind of big flat on top. And, um, but after, after three days of chasing them, like the, my heels hurt, like Oh sure. I was sore. I was sore. Like I was like, Oh man, I could do maybe one more day in a row and then
0: your body's feeling it.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure all the Westies are laughing at me, but like, yeah, it was, uh,
0: yeah. Hey, I mean, not, not bad for a, for a Midwesterner, man. Yeah. No, not bad.
1: No, it wasn't, uh, it, it was, it was super fun. So I'm going to go, I don't know where I'm going to go this year, but, uh, I will chuck or hunt somewhere this year.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Did you find it? Did you find it tough last year? So I know you just had Amos. I know you have the two other bearded dogs. Yep. But you do you typically waterfall with them. So did you have enough dog power? Was it? Were you using a lot of friends' dogs? How'd that work for you?
1: So, um, yeah. So I have Herb, who's a he's a six year old Drahar, six or seven, and he's he's a stud. Like he can. He's not a big ranging dog, but like he's a dog I could bring almost anywhere and do anything mm. with. So actually, I hunted him for a lot of the the uh mountain quail and valley quail stuff because that valley quail you know you're finding them in creek beds and and almost more of akin to like some bob white stuff a lot tighter thicker cover so i hunted him a lot of that and then and he did great the chucker stuff i ran amos most of the time just because it was just so fun to see him just oh and that's where he thrives i'm sure yeah I was afraid he was too dumb though. And he was going to like jump off a cliff because like, he's pretty dumb. Yeah, also there's weird. always a like, risk.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just a little dumb.
1: Well, I was afraid cause like he was, he, I'd say last year he was like 75% broke and I was afraid he was just going to go with a Covey off a mm. cliff, but he, he's still here.
0: He figured it out. He figured yeah. it out.
1: But, um, yeah, you know, I, I, for some of those trips, you know, we hunted with buddies, like we hunted, I hunted with Nate Akey out in, out in yeah. Oregon. And so he had two dogs that, or he had his, uh, his Tika dog that was uh, just had figured out the game, like super yep. dialed. Um, he had a young, young pup at the time, Maisie who, you know, along for the ride, just poking sure. it all up. But yeah, I mean, if I would, cause I think at that point we had hunted, cause i had hunted hunted uh, like 10 days in Montana before that. And by the end of the trip, like everyone was, everyone was tired. Everyone mm-hmm. was ready to take a little break, but I'm sure, um, yeah. And then, then in New Mexico and Arizona, I had actually, I'd actually brought down my friend, George Lyle, his four dogs as well. So, okay. and then we met up with like Katie Willis and she had a whole pack of wild hairs as she calls them. <laughs> and so we had plenty of dog power there. That's it's good. Like, you need that. Yes. So but but it's you know after doing the whole pointer, having the whole pointer versus versatile thing, like yeah, for like you know I would run, Amos into the ground like in in chucker hunting, yeah. I mean and he'll take it. I mean, but I would run. He'd be running thirty five miles a day, yeah. Which that's not super sustainable for.
0: I mean, yeah, know. multi multi day hunt like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: and and so like in the grouse woods and even like out on the prairie like it's that's that's a lot easier running sure um so yeah like it'd be nice to have a couple dogs a couple like true pointing dogs to 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 rotate but otherwise yeah like um it wasn't wasn't a bad year on on dog
0: power so sure that's awesome that's awesome man what's uh what's kind of one big takeaway if you had to kind of sum up last season for yourself what's uh and when I say takeaway, what's something maybe you learned last year that you go, you know what, that it, it made me a better hunter, that made me understand dogs differently, better, whatever it might be. What's what's kind of maybe your your one takeaway from last year?
1: Um, well, that's that's a good question. Um, I've got a couple. The first is that, you know, we we had, we touched on it briefly, like the transitioning, figuring out species kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, if I've put in a ton of work especially with amos and um you know the ability for dogs to learn and adapt to different species mm-hmm. like and people talk about it like oh that was a hard transition and i didn't see it as much with him mm-hmm. like like it was like you could chucker was one thing that took a little bit to figure out because they were a little spooky mm-hmm. but otherwise it's like you know if you put in the work you put in the effort. um especially like working on a lot of stop to flush and, and steadiness, like they figure it out really fast. Mm. And that was like, okay, this is, this was pretty cool. Um, And then the other, the other thing, and this is, this is something that every year I just like keep stumbling upon, but it's like just going out and doing new things Mm. and experiencing new places with different people. Like, it was so much fun because everyone hunts a little bit different and some people, you know, you, yeah you, you, jive with a little bit better, but sure. just going out and trying it and doing it. And, and I was getting, I shouldn't say I was stuck in a rut, but like I'd go do the same thing, you know, Minnesota grouse, pheasants, I'd go out to the prairies and hunt Sharpies and rinse, wash, repeat, but to go out and just, and just say, how with it, like, we're just going to go and do it. And figure it out and that was i don't know it it was it was super rewarding and you get to see a lot of places across the country that you know no one would ever choose to go to and that that was i don't know it's not it's not like you're going to new orleans or new york or (laughs) chicago right It's it's i don't know its these little american towns that i don't know for bird hunters i think that's what well, that's, that, that's our the, paradise. I mean, exactly, that's, that's, the that's, a,
0: that's, that's a weird part is, you know, my, my wife's, uh, she's not a city girl. I would call her like a suburban girl. She's, sure. she loves the you know suburbia life. And, and, and that's kind of where we live and our lifestyle and all that. But, um, I mean, to her, like going into a nice new suburb, like that's, that's kind of her thing. But like for me yeah. and you and bird hunters out there, when we go into this little rinky dink town, it's, you know, whatever looks like nothing to, to some people but then we see the land and the country and that's, that's the, the beauty that thing that we find that some people don't understand and, and they might not ever understand.
1: Yeah. Cause there, I mean, there's a few towns I stayed in in New Mexico where driving through people would look at it and be like, I am not stopping there to get gas, yeah. much less going to stay there. Right. And, and, and I showed up and it was, it was a, uh, like, Oh, I, this is a little sketchy for me, but then you spend a few days there yeah, and it's, it grows on you. It's like, Oh man, I love this town. I can I can, I can dig back. this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> find, find that good little like, you know, Mexican restaurant or a little sandwich shop or something, little diner there. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. I, can, I can get used to this.
1: Yeah. I was there with a, a, a guy who I run dogs with and, and, like he was a staunch, like American food guy. I was like, Bert, I'm sorry. we like, we, we, we're not going to sit and eat at these shitty truck stop restaurants. <laughs> like we are, we are like within spitting distance of Mexico. Like, I am yeah. sorry. You're going to have to deal with it or we Here's can what we're separately, doing. separately, right? <laughs> uh,
0: That's too funny. The, 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 the Last point I wanted to kind of touch on the, of what you mentioned, because you mentioned earlier about, you know, mountain quail or valley, valley quail, mountain quail yeah and you're like you're like yeah i could kind of you know i'd be okay if I, I didn't hunt them again i think you'll never know if mm-hmm. you didn't try that Like right? you'd never know that hey hey i tried it it was fun still it was a new experience yeah. but i think a lot of people again there are people who are able to hunt all the different upland you know birds i think they all have ideals of like oh i gotta gotta hit that one gotta hit that one um you don't know until you try it right like you don't know what you're gonna love it or hate it until mm-hmm. you actually try it and that's oh 100 you know, percent pheasant chucker and and people might have these ideals of oh i gotta hunt chucker it's gonna be the best thing ever and they might do it and be like nope not for me
1: yeah and honestly that's a really good point because going into it i was like "Ah, like i'll go chucker hunt that sounds fun like whatever take it that's like probably the one thing i was like eh take it probably not gonna do it again even right yeah exactly but it turns out that was my favorite
0: so yeah yeah that's cool. It's cool perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, new pup. What do uh, what you pick up here, man? Yeah. So apparently, I just collect
1: all sorts of breeds, draughts pointers, whatever. So uh, running all the cover dog circuit up here and up in the in the North Woods, um, I had to get a setter. So all right. Yep. I knew uh, it was coming. I knew yeah. it was coming. You know, and like because I could have easily got another pointer because I've had nothing but great experiences with, yeah. like, with Amos, but I don't know. There's something like that quintessential Northwoods setter. Like, <coughs> and to be honest, like, I mean, I've watched some really damn good setters, but it's like, I don't know if this is going to, if he's going to do it any better than a pointer, but sure, I don't know. It's just, just something different, right? Something new to experience and try. So yeah, I got a, a, a field bred setter. It's out of, a buddy of mine um, his, his bitch and then uh, the sire is Ponderosa Mac who is a pretty pretty well renowned uh, probably one of the most well renowned um, field trial cover dog setters right on. So um, a- another friend of mine had got a I guess it would essentially be the same bitch and then the a one generation up so it was a jetwood dog jetwood to Sky. And that dog was phenomenal. The dog's name's easy. And it won when it was a Derby It won, or got damn close to winning about every trial it got entered in. Mm And I think it just took a shooting dog placement, uh, this summer. And then, so that dog died like early. They didn't pull any straws, Mm -hmm. but then that dog sired Mac. So essentially Fred is, is my setter's name. Um, and so Fred is one generation down and and yeah like he's now he's 4 months old i think okay oh young still yeah yeah so he's still really young and yeah it's at this stage it's hard to tell but just just going out and doing the thing
0: yeah. Right. just bring him along let him let him kind of tag along with the pack and you and traveling yeah. and all that stuff
1: And the nice thing is, is he's going to get exposure. Like that's my biggest thing is to get them out there and and do Mm -hmm. it. And they, yeah, they'll figure it out. Like you can always train, but you can't, you can't train the exposure and and bird contacts. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of my goal for the first year. And that was, you know, with, with all dogs is just, just get them a ton of contacts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, yeah, all the bird contacts too, but even the, again, when they're this young of the, the exposure of traveling in a truck and mm-hmm. stopping at rest stops and, you know, whatever. It's kind of little stuff that, you know, you think it's like, ah, oh, they'll figure it out, but it's exposing them to that early where they are, you know, comfortable traveling on the road and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. And, and that's,
1: and that's, you know, it's like, oh, I focus on exposure. That's maybe just what I tell myself because I'm just maybe not a good puppy trainer, right? <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people that are doing that. That's, that's, that's the easy route, training, yeah. Right. But um, that's something maybe I just how I justify it to myself mm-hmm. but with, five dogs and a kid and you I know, mean, you know, the game, you got like, kids. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. That's like, oh yeah. We'll just, we're just working on exposure. Like we can train totally. dress later. Totally. You
0: sound like, you know what you're talking about then?
1: Yeah. It's more so <laughs> probably like, I just don't have time to feel to good. It's
0: a feel good, man. Yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll call it what it is. I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm there with you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I am there with you. So it sounds like you, uh, again, I know you've, I think last time we talked, we talked quite a bit about, you know, getting into some of the trial stuff you've mm-hmm. been doing with Amos. Yeah. You, it sounds like you're putting a lot of stake on on that kind of dog that you're looking for, right? You're looking yep. really kind of deep into the pedigree on some of the cover dog stuff.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. It's, and it's, it's interesting because uh, the cover dog, it's, it's pretty niche, obviously it's Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and then the Northeast for the most part. Sure. Um, so a lot of these dogs, they don't get, they don't get the notoriety of like the field trial, you know, horseback, Type mm-hmm. pedigrees so but honestly it's like I, we get to watch some of the best grouse dogs hmm. in the country right here in our region um, so it's a little bit of a hidden gem honestly
0: because mm. yeah, yeah. the cover dog I, I don't know too much about it is it a subset of AKC field trials but nope, it's, so it's... it is sanctioned by
1: uh, well UKC now which so oh, okay. it was it a was merit when it was American American field, field. and they UKC bought American Field, so okay. Um, but yeah, that's all uh, all sanctioned through through American Field still. So uh, cool. similar to AKC, but definitely yeah. some, some some differences. So, yeah, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, it looks like looks like Amos had a pretty good uh, pretty good year last year, man. Looks yeah, like that was for jumping into that for the first time for you for him. Looks like you guys had uh, had a little bit of fun.
1: Oh yeah, it was it was fantastic, and and so I, I started running him Derby when he was would have been his first fall. So he would only been like seven months old. So I actually got a a jump on his derby. So he, he got to run fall, spring, fall, spring.
0: If you're new to upland hunting or if you've been doing it a long time and looking for something to extend your season or just connect with those in the upland hunting community more, maybe find a mentor, meet some other people with bird dogs and the same common goals and desires as you, then look no further than Nastra. National Shoot to Retrieve Association. Nastra is an incredible community running field trials for dogs and bird hunters just like you. It's an incredible environment where you're going to meet some great folks who have the same passion as you do. Become a member today at nastra.org. For a
1: derby, which is which is awesome experience for me sure. just, to, just to learn about the format and just you know, just become a better handler, more confident. Um, so yeah, he did really well in the cover dog stuff, but what was fun is I, I actually ran him in a couple, I guess, three different style trials, the cover dog mm-hmm. stuff. And then NBHA, which is, is, is a, is a walking trial, but it sure. is, I would say it's, it's, it's more of akin to like that horseback They're looking for a bigger running dog. A lot of the times yeah. it's on planted birds, which I, is what it is sure so i ran that um down in wisconsin actually and we just went down there we had a terrible 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 spring just Mm. in terms of snow like we didn't get rid of snow until our first well we only had one spring trial this year because between snow and it's all got canceled yeah yeah. So we ran that and it was funny. It was on planet birds and it's like, Oh, you know, he'll find planet birds or whatever. And there's not much, not much, uh, you know, emphasis put on steadiness or none really for, yeah. for, for derbies, but did not find one. Oh, dang. Whale. But, <laughs> but of course you can take the, the cover dog out of the cover and he goes and finds a, I uh, had a broke woodcock find Oh. At this planet field <laughs> trial, so we, we awesome. got a lot of hell about that. <laughs> like, of course, you cover it on guys come down here and you find woodcock. So uh,
0: that's great. So he had a
1: great run and he actually won that one. So that was cool. Oh, fun! And then we went out uh, later in the year, went out to North Dakota and ran. And um, so it's, it's called the Northwest Field Association. So it's all uh, horseback stuff. They did have a walking oh. stake this year, so I got to run them on horseback this year. Oh, fun! And that was awesome. That was, uh, oh, that was so much fun. Yeah. And it was hot and nasty. I was like, man, I don't know. I mean, cause horseback, it's like pretty much take the dial and turn it up to 10 because sure. you know, you could have a big running dog on foot, but then all of a sudden now you're traveling, you know, you're walking at what, two, three miles an hour. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden now the pace is seven you're miles. Accelerated. An hour. Right. So it's like, to, to have a big running horseback dog is a whole different ball game. Like they just have to be on the next level. So, um, that was really fun. That was a blast.
0: That's awesome. And so he, do played- you, uh, you guys, do you guys do much horseback exposure prior to that getting ready for that trial nah, or not a whole lot?
1: Like he had been around <laughs> horses, uh, a, a few times just in training, but I never handled them off horseback. Sure. Um, so I don't know what to expect, but, um, he, he, I dropped him, and he was she was all business. So yeah. I was like, heck yeah! And being, <laughs> right. he, he got, I think he got, th- yeah, he got third in the horseback, and they we did a walking stake, and he got second. So it was like it was a great weekend. Dang,
0: that's awesome! Yeah. What a, what an experience to uh, try out with him and have a little success and yeah, and, and and
1: again a kind of a new a different subset of people it attracts sure. a lot of our you know the Minnesota North Dakota Wisconsin horseback guys. Which there aren't a ton of them, but um, just to get a hang around them and 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 their experiences and to learn from them because it's it's a completely different game than it is uh, in the woods.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's such a different style, everything. Yeah. Um. You were you were able to break out Amos pretty pretty early, right? Pretty young, and he's so is he pretty? I mean, steady the wingshot fall release, or what do you got him to right now?
1: Yeah. So like he, well, first off, like he he was when we were out West, when he was six months old, like he just, I I didn't have a, I didn't have a great handle on him. He's obviously a big running dog. And I I remember I dropped him the first time in Montana and, and pointed a a group of pheasants and, and a little brood of pheasants. And I walked in, flushed them. And he went with that bird for a mile like he he went with the birds for a while, and then he just boom, just hunting. And so I had to turn around, go back to the truck, drive around the section, and pick him up. And Jeez. he's like, "Hey, hey, dude, what you been doing? <laughs> like, where are you at? Like where we, where were, we going? We weren't in the truck. Like, what what the heck? We were walking. And oh. and so it, I I quickly realized like, okay, I need to put a brake on you. Just so sure. while I was in Montana. You know, I took him through the wool post and, and all that stuff. So just so I could stop him, put a flank sure. collar on him and stop him. So, and pointers, like they just, they mature faster. So at, mm. at seven months old, like he was, he had plenty of, he had plenty of exposure. He, he could take the pressure, like mentally sure. stable. He was just, he had matured faster. So, yeah. um, so that first season, I worked on getting him steady or essentially like stop to flush. Okay. Or, you know, so he, I mean he was so he not broke the first season. Last year um worked on worked on a lot of steadiness. And so I had him I mean, I would call it like 95 90, 95% broke. Um, less the situations where you know, like the weird situations where you sure. see some of these fully broke dogs and they just stand there like, okay, I know yeah. this game, like birds yeah, are walking yeah. in front of me, whatever. Like one just hopped up and flew 10 feet and landed and it's just right. walking around like right. stupid. So like he was not broke to that point. Sure. But, um, you know, in a but hundred, pretty darn close, pretty, pretty close. So. Um, and then I, we, we, took a step back this spring when I ran those, um, those planted bird trials, honestly, like he took probably two steps back, uh, okay. just because they're planted birds, right. They go fly sure. 20 yards and yep. he realized like, Oh, I can, sh- I could probably catch some of these. I, like,
0: I, I think I can. Yeah. So, it gets them thinking a little bit where it's like, I think I can, I think yeah. I'm going to try it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then they're so tempting, right. They're walking, yeah. walking in front of them. So um, we had our last, our last, uh, we'd have a summer trial that's just for fun here and on planted birds and did great. good, did, did great. And then all of a sudden bird kind of popcorn flushed and, mm. and it was on a back even. So mm. he went in and took out the bird and I, that was just a bad deal. So I vowed like, okay, no more planted birds. Mm. But now, now I took him out actually this morning and, and met up with a buddy of mine and we ran on, on foot. Wild pheasants and okay. and that's where I kind of when I bringing back like the mental maturity like gave it some time came back went out flushed the birds like eight ten birds got up and he just mm. stood there and it was just looking cool mm. I was like oh man shot a couple yeah. times it's like oh okay yeah. this this is that yeah. mental maturity that's and that's you know people trying to break dogs early and and I was probably guilty of pushing a little bit too hard. I shouldn't say pushing too hard, but pushing, wanting a young bro, a derby. And that's, everyone's like, ah, you don't, don't, don't worry about it. And now I kind of, I'm, I'm seeing what they're meaning. Mm. um, Because now it's, and maybe all that effort going into it, it helped. But now I can just see that, that, that little bit of a turn in attitude where it's like, okay, like you get it. This is going to be a lot easier. So. Um, mm-hmm. now this year when I'm out in, out West and then up in Canada, I'll have ample time where I'm going to, I'm going to keep him broke. Yeah. Uh, th- try to keep him broke
0: through, even, even th- through, through the hunting, through it all. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And, and I, and that's yeah, one tip for, for people out there is like keeping a dog broke while hunting yourself. Ooh, mm. that's like either, either you're I, hunting or you're training.
0: I was going to say, you got to put the gun away at that point. If your goal is to keep the dog broke yes that's that's gotta be hard
1: it is it's super hard so like and i'm gonna i'm gonna try it where you know you just have to find for me at least what i found is like you have to find people that are on the same page where it's like my dog goes on point then you go in there shoot i'm gonna run dogs and it's easier than done i said that same thing last year and then the first pavia sharpies got up i was like oh oh this is i gotta shoot i gotta shoot totally
0: you have that instinct in you I, i did the same thing with uh he was gauge or i think it was gauge last or two years ago going into that yes yeah, so maybe even three years ago getting yeah. him broke all through summer doing awesome and i told myself i'm like all right, i'm gonna keep him broke during hunting we went out for opening sharp tail and it's tempting man it's hard to you yeah. know you say that and you know you all you know all the work you put in you know you know yeah. what time it took and all that but it's um it's hard
1: at the end of the day we're hunters right like we, we were doing a sure. hunt but yeah you just can, you kind of have to just put that aside so I, I said it last year but this year i think i mean it i think i mean it
0: <laughs> we're gonna hold you to it man we're gonna well, hold you to it <laughs>
1: well, now he's like i say now for trial wise he's running shooting dogs so it is a broke dog stake. so it's like okay i need to do mm-hmm. it last year i didn't need to do it but this year like now i want like to be successful and i don't want to you know screw up other people and have my dog ripping birds or doing whatever sure. in front of them it's like i got i need to do this so
0: yeah so yeah. so no knowing this with with amos and all that will you will you, will that change you at all with fred the the setter will that yes are you gonna back off a little bit take a longer approach or yes
1: yeah. so the other thing and this is again anecdotal what i've just been told and and i've seen it in a lot of cases like pointers come out of the box almost ready to go like they mature super fast you're gonna be you're gonna be killing birds like six seven months old no problem but sure the setters they take a little bit longer to mature hmm. so you know where a pointer so, might so get knowing that
0: you're gonna yeah
1: yeah so yeah where, where a pointer will be at a year it might take a setter three years to get there hmm. so yeah i'm just yeah i'm gonna And, and and I don't think he's going to have the run that Amos did. So I don't think like come, come September, I'm not going to have to put brakes on him or anything like that. Just different dogs, different, yeah.
0: Different breeds, different styles. And
1: so that's, yeah, that's the fun part though, is like, just, just to get out and, and experience that. And, and maybe, you know, my wife said that if I get another dog, she'll kill me or divorce me or both. I guess if you kill me, you don't need to divorce me. So, yeah. So, it might be another 10 years before I get another one. But,
0: yeah. Like, it might. Five years. Five years. Yeah.
1: Don't. She might hear that. <laughs> um,
0: Why do you think I came into the office today?
1: Right. Exactly. So, but yeah, I might go back to pointers. But, anyways, like, it's just yeah. variety is the spice of life. Just one. Yeah.
0: To, I was going to say, you you do like variety in your dog, dog yeah. choice. So, yeah. What better way to experience different breeds and breedings and all that stuff so yeah it's yeah, it's fun i i really that's, enjoy it so that's awesome yeah. hey how's that before we get into a little bit of onyx stuff as we kind of bring this thing home how's it been uh again there's that dynamic being a new dad bird dog handler mm-hmm. hunter all that stuff how's that how's that transition been for you
1: oh it's it's been it was good so like it was nice thing because my wife like last uh, you know, last fall, she was on maternity leave all through the fall. So like she was home. So that was, that really helped. But now sure. her going back to work and, and, and just to be honest, like the first six months of a, a baby's life, like, and not a whole lot you can do. I mean, you can be there to support, but like they're, they're sure. just, they don't, they don't do a whole lot. Right. But yeah, now like, yep. as she's, you know, she's developed a personality and it's just fun to be around. Like you, I don't want to, i don't want to miss much now sure. so like that's hard just like that mental strain of mm. like i've got all these dogs i love to hunt but then like man like i've got a i've got a kid now and like i want to be sure. around and be present totally um, there's that
0: pole is that that pole attention sure. and
1: and you know and it was probably arrogant or just naive to say like oh like i'll hunt just as much like it's fine like head down but it's yeah it grows on you but Uh, the other thing is time man like and you know you probably know this better than anyone like like just how you spend your time right like just much you gotta be much more purposeful yeah and and it ebbs and flows for me like like sitting and doom scrolling on your phone or sitting Mm -hmm. and watching tv it's like you gotta make up time somewhere whether somewhere yeah right it's like you it's 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 opportunity cost like well if i'm doing this i can't be doing this sure so just just being much more per- purposeful and how i'm choosing to spend my time and it's it's not something i've got even close to perfecting <laughs> at sure, all sure. but it's something i'm like, okay. Conscious I, of it. Yep, at least now it's the First it. step. I yeah. have to try it. So yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Cause it is a mental shift. It's like your, your brain starts thinking differently about just exactly what you're talking about. Okay. How yeah. do I spend my time even? Why do I, what do I invest more in? What do I invest less in?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's how like, even it like so now, like even through the summer, it's been so hot. It's like, oh, I don't want to go run dogs at night. It's like, oh, I'm just going to sit on the coach and flip on a TV show. But it's like, yeah. well, by doing that, you are, you know, you're robbing yourself of this, 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 and this, and, sure. and just, just, trying to just yeah make good habits and and sure make time for it so yeah yeah it's definitely been a a, a learning curve and a transition so
0: yeah absolutely man it'll be yeah. ever it'll be a can yeah from my experience with, with some older kids and all that it's it's yeah. I'm, I'm continuing to learn the same thing about just <laughs> where to where to invest how to spend time and then you throw in you know as they, as they get even older with sports and activities and all that kind of stuff oh it's, man it's, that's where things get tough now and it's there's days of like all right i'm looking at my dogs looking at my kids looking at the calendar i'm like crap (laughs) what what do i
1: do well that's what everyone says it's like i'll do it this is the easy part just wait until sports and all that kind of stuff so it's like yep yeah
0: yep. it's tough but it's fun man it's a fun life it's fun oh yeah chasing dogs chasing kids all that good stuff
1: wouldn't trade it for the world
0: yep absolutely well dude how about how things at onyx been what's uh what's new what's exciting let's uh dive into that a little bit
1: oh man things are rocking and rolling like we are right now um we're we're like in terms of innovation and and making cool things new things like right now i think onyx is more poised than we've been in the last five years to to really Mm -hmm. shake it up and really make some new innovative uh, additions to the app. I mean, really, outside of private and public, like now we're doing some things where it's like, oh, this is getting this mm. is getting really exciting. So lots of lots of fun things coming out on the horizon.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah, um, I want to dive in. Dive in definitely a little bit a little bit deeper here in a sec. Um, for anyone new, I, this podcast has been growing you know a little bit over the last couple of years and that. Can you give a, a kind of a fifty thousand foot view? If someone's like, "What the hell are you talking about right yeah. now? What, what the, what's on X?" Yeah. Can you give kind of a, a quick overview? What is it and, and, and how would it benefit someone? Sure,
1: man. So, first off, I'll we'll get your attention. Like, there, if there is one thing in your toolbox, I mean, literally guns, dogs, any other piece of equipment that is going to make you a more successful bird hunter, it is going to be Onyx. It's a GPS mapping based app which shows you not only private and public lands, there's a ton of layers, timber cuts, uh, crop layers, uh, burns, old wildfires. Like there's an endless amount of layers. Mm-hmm. And by, by utilizing all those things along with private and public, um, well, one, one thing might not be powerful by itself. When you start to combine all these other things, mm-hmm. um, it, it will help you find more birds, I, if, if you come to me and you say, this isn't helping me find more birds, Hmm. then I'm going to say, you're using it wrong. Let me show you how to do it (laughs) because it, it just astounds me. Like it, it gives me the confidence to go out and go to a new state and just say, I can go do this by myself Yeah, because 10 years ago, think about it. Like, uh, and I've said this before, but it's even 15, whatever, 20 years ago the only time you did really new things is if let's just say like, I want to go to North Dakota duck hunting for the first time. You either had to know somebody that was out there. You had to go some, go with somebody that had done it before or knew somebody that lived out there really to like go out and do it the first time because it was a huge learning curve. And now with Onyx and and you, you know where you can hunt, you know where you can't hunt and it can make you super dangerous. And the fact that like, you can take these big trips and, and I reasonably expect to get into game. Yeah.
0: By using it. So. Yeah. And and anyone can do it. You can right? be brand new. You could have experience, no experience, whatever it might be. That's one of the big things I hear from, from new hunters. A lot of, I was in the same category starting out. That was my biggest hurdle. Like, where do I go? Mm-hmm. Where, where do I even, you know, if I'm, I'm going to invest the time, the money, the resources, all that stuff into going out and hunt, I wanted to give myself a good chance. I'm like, do I just blindly pick? But once you get into this on X, it, it, it literally opens up a, a world of its own to say, yeah. oh, I can I can target this. I can learn more about this.
1: Well, and the nice thing, too, is like you couple that with all of the resources available on the Internet, like to learn about sure. habitat and where to find these birds and how to hunt them. Hmm. Um, it, yeah. It, again, it just makes you a wildly dangerous in a good way like hunter you you can feel super confident going out and doing it so um, and then you know there's there's a tremendous amount of resources whether it's you know like your podcast or all the things up on youtube sure you can couple that with using onyx and and there's a bunch of resources on how to use onyx yeah and and go out and and do it whether it's ptarmigan in Alaska or you know quail in california or heck even you know pheasants in your backyard
0: sure. it,
1: it will help you get into more birds
0: yeah i love it yeah um hey was the was a 3d mapping was that fairly new in the last maybe year or so or oh, yes
1: yeah. so 3d i think was gosh and and i have like terrible
0: yardsticks in terms of time
1: but i think it was it, it's a, a year old maybe on ios and actually okay. the cool thing is is uh now on ios android always had it but um it is, it's really true 3d right now. So it's, you know, before you would tilt the map and you couldn't get that, like it would limit you mm. now. So it's, it's true 3d where you're like, you can get down and really experience it like you would on the web map on wow. our, 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 you know, browser based app, um, as well as some cool things like, uh, we we'll have, I don't know if it's released or it will release, but essentially like uh, elevation exaggeration. So mm. a lot of the places we hunt, while in person, they look like there's definitely terrain to it. Right. Sure. You look at a 3d map and you're like, yeah, I mean, this doesn't look right. Like it, huh. it looked way steeper in person. Like hmm. it's not mountain steep, but now you can use There's a little slide. You'll be able to use a little slider oh. and, and essentially exact exaggerate that elevation change. So you can make it look like real life or, oh wow, or be able to like, pick apart nuances, right? Like I want to find a low spot in this, in this field. Like that might be a thicker grass, a drainage. Boom. I can exaggerate that elevation and really pinpoint, okay, here's that, that low draw that I want to hunt the roof, say for pheasants or whatnot.
0: That's incredible. How how do you think, yeah, I I was, you kind of answered a little bit, but yeah. How do you think someone as a, as a bird hunter can kind of use this 3d, uh, feature to, to benefit them and to, to discover more areas?
1: Yeah. So, um, one thing that, one thing that sticks out in my mind right away is, um, it was a couple of falls ago, we were hunting pheasants in Minnesota and it was windy. It was a super windy day. Uh, and, and in Minnesota, there's definitely, there's like, there's definitely terrain changes, but it is, mm-hmm. it's very, very like compared to mountains or compared sure. to, right. It's, it's very gradual. So like we were trying to find these sloughs that were tucked away I think we had a, a north wind, so we were trying to find these slews that were kind of tucked away out of the wind. So I, I went on there in 3D, cranked up the exaggeration, and we mm. went and just marked all these little slews—not oh, big wow. ones—little slews that were kind of out, protected out of the wind. Um, and the, and the, the day before, I th- we got into birds, but we didn't shoot a pheasant. Mm. And compare that to the next day, and I think we were sure. done by noon. Dang. So, um, just those little nuances as well as like, you know, let's just take, if you're a, you know, a prairie chicken or a, a prairie grouse hunter, um, really being able to plan out your hunt, right? Like, okay, I'm going to start today on these hilltops and I can visualize what that looks like. And a lot of these times I'd kind of plan my route. I'd put waypoints on whether it's patches of, of Buffalo berry, snowberry, or choke cherry, whatever I'd go mark these spots and be like, okay, I'm gonna start up on tops of the hills in the morning when there's dew. And sure. then, you know, on my maybe on my return trip, I'm gonna come down through the valleys, right? So mm-hmm. I can, you know, with with uh, like contour lines, 2D, right? Uh, even that gets a little trickier when it gets um, when it gets flat. So mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to to turn that into 3D and really visualize sure what that hunt is going to look like. Yeah. What it it looks like. Yep. Exactly. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Another, another new feature, I think again, (laughs) your timeline may be off year ish. So I'm I'm not sure how long this has been out, but the, the uh, connection to Apple CarPlay. Oh yeah. That has been, flip and sweep yes. oh my gosh yes that's just been a, a very seamless again anyone knows apple carplay that that integration just is smooth already mm-hmm. well then you you throw in a feature like onyx hunt how's the how's that how's that feedback been how's that process been what have you been been seeing with that
1: it's been fantastic um and people have been asking for it but it's it's one of those things so before you i had a vehicle with carplay it's like i don't need this like This just seems like an extra bell or whistle that, like, it'd be cool to have, but not necessary. And let's just say, I I just got a new truck this summer, as did you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I got one a couple weeks ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it was like, like, hundred percent, like, without a doubt, we'll have CarPlay. Like, sure like you it's hard to live without now right that's 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 obviously like some first world problems but (laughs) exactly (laughs) um but yeah i mean it is just it's so nice not to mention i mean you have a bigger screen as you're driving Mm -hmm. like i can't tell you how many times like you're driving all of a sudden oh that looks good you pull out your phone and yeah driving with your knees and (laughs) look yeah yeah oh this is insane (laughs) we've
0: all been there yeah so it's and, a good you, and you yeah. can interact with it. I mean, you can, you can move around on the map and see all your pins. And, and that's been, again, on these cars, you know, if, if anyone's looking at a newer-ish car, they're making the screens bigger and bigger and bigger, right. which is awesome. And so essentially you can be out in the, you know, cornfield and have this decent sized screen that you can interact with and...
1: Yeah, especially if a buddy in the car, right? And instead you're instead of like leaning over and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," like you yeah. can you see this? Now you can just play right on the dash. So
0: yeah, everyone um, can see it. Yeah, which I don't great. know. I mean, having a buddy, if you don't want to him to see all your all your spots, you yeah, know, yeah, how much that's you trust true. this buddy?
1: Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Put blinders on them.
0: Yeah, get one of those anti-glare yeah, anti glare mats. Yeah, exactly. Privacy.
1: So, more, so nobody can see it. Then you have <laughs> exactly. everyone's everyone's leaning over here into the into the center console <laughs> look at it
0: yeah oh that's awesome that's yeah. awesome um i i have noticed um this is this is maybe maybe it's my phone maybe it's onyx yeah. have you guys sped up the platform a little bit just on on responsiveness and speed because I've, I've noticed it's progressively yes. getting quicker to load to to drop pins move pins things like that
1: oh for sure yeah i mean our team is always um you know, working on just getting those incremental, incremental gains. Right. And at some point it's like, you know, learning a skill, you know, sure. you start out and you make a lot of progress and then all of a sudden you get good at it and then progress becomes tougher and it, it's harder oh. just to incrementally gain. So yeah, we're at the point where it's, it's pretty dang fast, but we're always working on, on just improving speed. And then, you know, what we, we call it the boring basics, right. Just making it more intuitive making the little things count just to just to create a overall better experience
0: yeah i love that anything uh anything you can kind of tease our listeners with anything new that's that you guys are working on that's yeah that's able you're able to talk about or yeah
1: so one of the cool things that that i'm really looking forward to is um some of our updates in an aerial our aerial Mm -hmm. map um so the yeah we've got some really neat stuff one thing is uh essentially like recent imagery. So now what you're going to be able to do is, you know, a lot of the satellite imagery is, is maybe year, two, three years mm-hmm. old, even. Um, and which a lot, a lot, of things can change in three years, right? Sure. So we've got this, this new feature where now essentially it, it's lower res, uh, lower res imagery than like say, our, our, our regular aerial map. But essentially, you'll be able to. You can view anywhere in the country within the last two weeks.
0: Oh wow! Yeah,
1: and it's it's definitely lower res, but it's it was it was super nice. Even the spring, like I could watch the snow line. I could watch what lakes wow. were, That's which cool. lakes were uh, frozen, which lakes weren't. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I'll be able to start seeing like when fields get harvested. Yeah, not and it's again, it's like two weeks.
0: Sure, but that's yeah. a pretty good. I mean, again, some because you're saying the other alternative is could be a year, could be two years. Yes, know.
1: and again, it's lower, so you like you can't zoom in as far and like see houses, but like I've noticed you and Tyler Webster actually brought this up is like uh, looking at canola fields. Like now I mm. can tell like oh this is planted in canola. You know, you get the big big yellow blooms. Um, I'll probably be able to tell when yeah fields get harvested so wow that's cool and as well as like timber cuts right like all of yeah. a sudden if i'm going to hunt a new area for grouse and oh shoot they they just they log this in august and the data isn't in the timber cut layer right sure so um yeah tons of different use cases uh yeah so I, i'm i'm excited to man. really to really play around with that this fall
0: yeah that'll be a nice uh nice little addition to the yes. uh to the the old onyx oh
1: yes 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 oh, that's exciting man yeah um well, yeah well,
0: that's great man well ben this is uh this has been fun man it's been yeah. always uh, it's always good catching up with you uh hearing about dogs life hunts you know i think we're we're in that early early august here right now and yeah. we're we're all i think preparing and looking for you know that september 1st <laughs> Yeah. date so it's always fun to get uh, get excited and catch up
1: 100 man yeah i always love chatting again thanks for having me on what uh before we wrap it up what hunter are you looking forward to the most this year
0: um so getting back up uh up north to uh, north dakota montana nice. um that is i'm still trying to pick a date on the calendar um again like we talked about family and all that kind yep. of stuff just trying to we got we got uh yeah between boys hockey uh started a new, a new job a couple months ago oh, and so cool. just um just those those balance balancing factors right now just trying to pick a date on the calendar that's you know going to work for our family schedule and all that stuff and so we got hockey tryouts tr- training camp all that for the boys in september and so just trying to i think it's gonna be late september probably nice. uh, most realistically so that's well, that's, that's my great, yeah yeah Great just time. To get some ex- extended time up there and i awesome. wasn't able to get up last year and i, I definitely missed that i missed yeah. uh missed being up there so no, it was good, good and i got some great friends up there and excited to see them again and share I, a field.
1: Yeah. love it love so, it yeah man well, well, cool. well cool
0: ben thank you so much for your time it's been uh, been a blast and i'm sure we'll be uh we'll be catching up again soon and uh yeah have a great fall man have a great yeah. time with the it's dogs good. and exploring new areas i sure appreciate it will all right man have all a right. good one talk to you well that's a wrap of episode 91 with ben bredigan from on hunt ben thank you so much for uh taking some time out of your schedule uh, i know we're all preparing for the fall season uh just chatting bird dogs catching up on life hunting plans recapping last season all that good stuff uh, i really appreciate your time uh chatting with us today Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast, would you head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review, and uh, it's really going to help the show get out there to more hunters, more dog lovers, just like you, who are passionate about upland game, conservation, bird dogs, training, trialing, all the good stuff that listeners of this podcast enjoy. Uh, It's really just going to help get out there to more and more people. Um, I really appreciate that. You can also head over to Spotify if that's where you listen and leave a rating over there. Uh, Also, share this episode with a friend. Share it on your social media. Click that share button, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it might be. And what did you learn? What's something you took away from the episode that you think would be helpful to someone else maybe who's just getting started in upland hunting maybe needs some encouragement needs to learn more about onyx whatever it might be Uh, would you share this episode or any episode that you have found helpful on social media tag the upland rookie podcast always love seeing uh those out there share the show and what the show has meant to you hey guys until next time go put some miles on those boots and follow your favorite bird dog take care